it's a huge competition. I am aware, I'm aware of that. And I am afraid. I am very much afraid that I will fail. <laughs> but I don't want to and I am trying very hard because I believe in the product. My childhood was in a very small Polish town, which was very pretty. I think I was lucky to, to be born in a pretty smallish town because all the Soviet towns are rather sad looking. As a child, I guess I liked anything that all the other children like. So having lots of games, I did a lot of painting and drawing and I and I was making a lot of clothes for my dolls. I never thought about it, but now, now it makes sense when I think what I'm doing now. I was very good at maths at school, so uh, the teachers advised me to do a course in economics. Uh, because of the times, that was a transformation in Poland from, from con communism into capitalism. So, uh, that was uh, considered as a very desirable and good um, degree to have. So I listened to my teachers, I applied to uh, Wrocław University and I was accepted. At university I did miss all the subjects I was taught in primary and secondary school, mainly literature, art, maybe even history. I was disappointed that uh, five years of studying doesn't include subjects which I think are very important into creating a, a very aware, worldly, intelligent person. And I, I always thought management and accounting and statistics, that's all great, but there are, there are things missing to help you develop. But I made lots of wonderful friends during my uh, university years, uh, lifelong friends, I am still in touch with them. And probably I, I cherish this more than the, than the subjects I was taught. Uh, all my friends are applying for jobs in banks and financial institutions. And I was extremely hesitant. I felt like I don't want to be a grown-up quite yet. So I bought myself a ticket to London with a return in six months. I came to London and I never used my return ticket. I decided that London is home. I, I was working as a waitress, which I loved. And <laughs> also I fell in love with the wonderful men on my second day in London, <laughs> which was very lucky. It happened in Whiteleys, for those who know London. <laughs> so I have a great sentiment to the building. And it just, it felt like such a free, relaxed city. There was no obligation to, to do anything. There was no obligation to be, to be a grown-up. You could wander around, look at art, go to parties, walk through so many beautiful parks be in love and uh, it felt very free and I really loved it and that's when I started thinking 
I would need to think about the so-called proper job. So I was a little bit shy about my Polish degree and about my English. So I thought a postgraduate degree and something related to what I've already done would be useful. So I applied to Bergbeck uh, to do masters in applied statistics, which which took me almost three years. Uh, I really enjoyed the course because it was very intense. There was a lot of, a lot of abstract thinking, uh, which is like a game. I always think abstract thinking is a little game. There are lots of riddles to solve. So I like that. I like doing that uh, for two evenings per week. But I finished the course and when I thought about applying for those proper jobs where I would have to do it for eight hours a day, sit at a desk, I again, I felt extremely hesitant. But uh, I got a job in a lovely place in the city, a boutique corporate finance firm. Uh, I was doing back office for them. Uh, I was very lucky because the bosses were extremely eccentric. I guess they were not the typical bankers. Uh, and uh, so working for them was fun. It was, there were lots of discussions about politics, sociology and gossip, celebrity. Uh, not, on, not only the bank work. That's why that was, uh, it took me a long time to decide that this wasn't, this wasn't my vocation and I did not like sitting at a desk every day until 5 p.m. As I think my boyfriend, Saiwood, he noticed uh, my, let's say, artistic streak uh, and he was always trying to convince me to become some, someone else, someone who enjoys and loves and utterly embraces uh, her job because he loves his and he, he says it makes a big difference if you do what you like. Uh, it's a pleasure. So he bought me a sewing machine. He bought me a sewing machine three years ago. I didn't know how to use it, but London, of course, has a wonderful course which teaches you how to use a sewing machine, which was short but intense. And at the end of it, I was able to make myself clothes. I also started making clothes for my friends who kept complaining that nothing in shops fit them. So I started making clothes for them. Then their friends were coming to me, asking me for similar dresses, including my boyfriend's ex-girlfriends. Actually, they were probably my best clients. <laughs> they were really wonderful. They, they were giving me very often a free hand saying, I trust your taste, just do whatever you like. So I was making dresses, but I wasn't very, very happy with the, with the finishing of them. I also had lots of questions about how to cut uh, patterns. I want, I started changing the patterns that I bought. That's when I thought maybe I should, I should uh, take more courses in sewing and pattern cutting. That's when I was looking into what uh, St. Martin's and London College of Fashion have to offer. And they've had very, very, very great courses and designing, pattern cutting, fitting and sewing skills. It's been probably a half a year of 
taking different courses there, which uh, made me able to make my own patterns, design my own clothes and make them fit to my friends and their friends. Uh, it was very, very, very fascinating. I must say that it, it was that it took such a short time for someone who had no idea how to make clothes to be able to make them in an almost professional way. <laughs> They did look okay. They did look okay. Uh, also, there was a point when those, let's call them clients, those women, they started paying me and they, they always paid me more than I asked, <laughs> which was very, very sweet and extremely encouraging. That's when I started thinking about doing this for a living because uh, sewing only during weekends took away all my free time. So I thought well, how wonderful it would be to, to make clothes from Monday to Friday. That's when, I, that's when I handed my very long thought about resignation letter to my lovely employers. Uh, my boss Frank said he cannot accept it. <laughs> he says this resignation is rejected but you can work here part-time you can you can bring your sewing machine to to our office if you wish you can you can just create whatever you want however you want we will help you so that was so sweet and kind and wonderful and I was very happy because this meant I didn't have to sit at home alone for five days a week and doing my work I could have a bit of both, having the office life a little bit and seeing, seeing my co-workers who became my friends by then and also start thinking about Fox in a Glove, which is the name of the company I set up and where should this go and how this should look. And I, would, I was able to do a lot of research, a lot of trial designs. I came up with it after two shots of vodka. I, pro <laughs> I promise. <laughs> it conveys that the clothes fit like a glove and the fox is of course the woman. Foxy. Foxy woman. Um, and that's where I am now, although uh, there has been there has been just a lot of luck around Fox and Glove. There has been a lot of good people helping me, amazing writer and my uh, partner Susanna Parker, lovely photographer Anita Barre, who is the friend of Susie, a friend of a friend Che, who who offered to make a film with instruction of about how to measure yourself, because the brand Fox and Glove. I wanted it to be a brand which creates clothes that fit, so ladies have to be able to measure themselves, so hence the film. So now I decided that I would have to quit my corporate life completely, so I will be still in the city until September, and since September it's only Fox and Glove. No, there was not a point. I think it, it took a year. It took precisely a year from the moment I started, I started of thinking about uh, becoming a 
designer or, or a dressmaker. From that point until the moment of handing the resignation, I think it was precisely one year. I was thinking about it very hard. I was thinking if I can do it, if I can, if I can run it, if I have enough strength, enough force, enough push. Um, I thought I may have enough, so so I took the leap then, because I all I. I did know for sure I love making clothes, but I knew that may not be enough to, to run a fashion label. And I wanted to do the fox in a glove thing because I want clothes to be made especially to a woman's measurement. Within that year I, was, I made a lot of clothes, I did a lot of thinking, uh, a lot of market research, I guess it's called. Uh, I've been watching a lot of brands, reading about them, reading about designers, reading uh, them being very, very honest about the fact that if you have your own fashion label, it's 5% creating and 95% admin, and you have to be ready for that. So I was reading about them, lots of wise words from Karl Lagerfeld saying, it's hard work, it's just hard work, hard work. be ready for it. So I was afraid of the hard work, but um, within that year, I was working hard, apart from my corporate work, uh, on on the creating and on the on the setting the company of on thinking how to set it and trying to get contacts. And I decided, okay, I can do it. I'll try to do it. I will put all my mind might into it, and hopefully it will work. But I think. It's, it's now or never. There is a website uh, where uh, women can measure themselves and put their measurements and they will have clothes made especially for them. Uh, they can choose from uh, given designs and each design is available in different fabric options. It's all growing very organically, so when, when I can see that a design is popular, we are adding more fabric options. And the other thing I would like Fox Naglove to become is uh, is an event thing. I would like Fox Naglove to have urban fox hunt parties where women gather, they they get fitted and measured so they don't have to do it themselves. It's fun, they can talk to other women, they can uh, they can get a free styling advice and a hem can go up or down. Maybe we can we can have it really big, glamorous, and join with DJs with art. We had one of the urban fox event, uh, urban fox hunts, uh, in December, and it was great fun. Women came. It ended up by them advising each other and uh, taking clothes off and putting some on, and uh, it was it was great. So I really really would like to go that route because I think women are tired of fitting rooms. Also, I think it's very painful for them that they have to fit into a given size. What if you are 16 on the top and 14 at the, in the bottom or the other way around? So Fox and Glove can make clothes that will fit anybody. So you can be you can be very happy with yourself and proud of your body. There's no more squeezing into ready-made sizes. I noticed there is a niche in the market. There is either there is High Street, which is great for instant gratification. There is the designer, uh, very edgy, cool, beautiful, 
uh, clothes. And I think women these days lead very busy lives. And so they should have clothes which fit them and which they can move easily and which look fab. So I like to think that Fox Glove offers clothes which are very elegant, feminine, but with a modern edge. But I am drawn very strongly into very feminine, floaty, elegant and a little bit edgy, but just a little bit, not too much, not to overwhelm you. I also like when clothes are washable, so you don't have to treat them like a, like a piece of sculpture to be put on a pedestal. So you can wash it, wear it again, it, it won't wear off, but it will still, still look very special. I do like detail, so all, there are lots of details in the clothes uh, which are made of silk. I think it's, it's lovely when a woman can see a little bit of uh, pretty fabric sticking out of her pocket. And the pr practicality is very important. I love pockets, real pockets, deep pockets. I think inspiration is lying on the streets. It's enough to take a tube right and see what girls wear and like. and. I always see clothes on women and uh, I can think I can improve them a little bit, add them a little bit more edge or, or make them more comfortable or make, or make the fabric more exciting. I am very obsessed about fabrics and fabrics are a great ex uh, inspiration. I can spend hours in fabric shops and then I cannot sleep. <laughs> I've been to many, many fabric shows and fabric shops. And this combined with uh, seeing actual women walking the streets just gives immediately uh, a design. At the moment it's only light wear, so it's dresses, tops and skirts, but I would love to go to coats and maybe accessories even in the end. Typical customer would be, would be my friends, because Fox & Glove started with them, so I'm making clothes for them. I always think what they would wear. And they, they don't really follow friends very strongly, but they want something outstanding enough, but not too loud. So they want to get noticed, but after a moment of looking maybe. So it, it's a touch of subtlety. practical, comfortable clothes that women can work in and leave their lives in. I design and I am very happy to do it in bigger volumes, whatever is needed. Uh, Susie, uh, Susie who is the voice of Fox & Glove, she has been writing for Fox & Glove since uh, the beginning. Uh, very recently she gave a birth to her third child, Darcy, who is lovely, but who requires a lot of attention. So Susie is now in the back seat, but I hope she will be back. Uh, there are some more girls um, joining. Uh, Brigitta, who is also a stylist. We have a photographer, Anita Barr, with whom we always work. Graphic designer, Mark. Uh, I do like working with the same people. The production is in Poland. Again, I was extremely lucky by finding a very small family-run factory in Wrocław. Uh, it's run by this lady, Pani Joanna. She's a real, real artist and I absolutely admire her.
going to to fabric shows and picking up fabrics for the next collection. That's fun. Uh, also photo shoots, of course, because they are so fun and, and energetic. And then you, you can see the result on pictures. And that's very, very interesting. Um, everything really, everything really. Meeting new people, working with new people, working with the people you've already worked. It's, it's, it's very, very interesting and I like it. I like, I like everything about it. Um, most of the things about it. It's very stressful to think that it's, a lot depends on me and there is a lot I am unable to do very well, I feel. I, I don't like waste, so I just feel like all this wonderful work that was put into, into this company sh shouldn't, be, shouldn't be unnoticed. Because at the moment not many people know about Fox and Glove. We haven't, uh, the company was financed by, by my, my savings, so we haven't had any marketing, everything was done in-house. So the stress comes from, uh, from the fact that I don't make decisions very quickly, I worry that I may make wrong decisions, maybe I'm a little bit too shy and timid, but then uh, I am afraid of huge risks. Where my heart drops is if we work on a project on pictures or on a film or on designs, and you get the result, you get the film, or you get the picture, or you, you see the dress, and you don't like it. And you think, no, could have been better. <laughs> That's really sad, because you know how much work went into it, and how much thinking. But usually, usually, that's not the end of the world, you just do it again, you fix it, you fix it. Uh, it can be stressful, and that's new to me, so I am learning how to deal with, with stress. It's a huge competition, I am, aware, I am aware of that. And I am afraid, I am very much afraid that I will fail. <laughs> but I don't want to and I am trying very hard. Because I believe in the product. As I am lucky, there are, there are no children uh, and there is a boyfriend who will help. But of course, uh, it's not uh, a vanity project, it's not a hobby. I want it to be a business, I want it to be sustainable, I want it to create, I want I want to have people working for Fox and the Glove and being paid fairly. So uh, that's stressful and it's difficult, it's very difficult to sell. So I am still thinking how to sell and what are the best ways, what are the, the most efficient ways without the, the least waste of time and money. I would love to see Fox and the Glove clothes on the streets. I would love to be able to start seeing them. Uh, so the success is the sales. I am very, every single sale makes me very, very happy uh, because it shows that the clothes are wanted and needed. So for me, success is very simple. It's just being popular, being wanted and being bought. Sometimes uh, I do wish I got the sewing machine earlier. I, 
I wish I got a sewing machine 20 years ago. <laughs> but that didn't happen. And, and maybe, maybe it wouldn't be such a good thing. Maybe I would, I would have got bored with it sooner or when I was younger. So no, I don't really go back. I think it's fascinating because it's fascinating to go back and to see, but uh, I never go back and I never wish something happened differently. If you, if, if you do sit down and think quietly where you were a year ago, you suddenly realize you've done a lot of good, exciting work, learned so much and that's wonderful. So I am happy that, uh, that many things changed. I do advise to be brave and to, to do what your heart dictates you to do, but again, not in a, not in a chaotic way. So do make changes, but think about them. Think about them before. That's a very boring advice, but <laughs> but uh, it's worth it. You have one life, and you should you should do what, what makes you happy, or you should try to find what makes you happy. Even even if it fails, of course, I am thinking about the blackest scenario. Even if it fails, all the things I learned about the world, myself. Um, other people dealing with other people dealing with all the thing when you set up a business you learn so much so many even little things and so many grand things it's really worth it and yes it was it was definitely worth it so if it fails I will not be very very heartbroken just a little bit heartbroken before you set up a business you you have to prepare really, 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 really well and think really, really hard where it should go and and how it should get there. So I think then it's easier to motivate people. It's also easier because you can show them a really full plan of action and uh, so they can see the beginning and the end. And of course they will introduce some points on the way or skew the, ro the road a little bit. But I think it's very important uh, to have this plan, very, very clear plan, well thought of, well researched and also self-confidence helps. To, uh, no one will follow you if, if you yourself doubt a little bit. So you need a lot of self-confidence, a lot of strength, power and, and you have to be very optimistic and cheerful and, and never complain. Everyone is very supportive and very sweet and everyone thinks it's so wonderful you fulfill your dreams. Which makes me think there are people who they, have, they may have dreams as well that maybe they don't have a chance to fulfill them. Uh, my mother of course worries because she wants me to have a safe job with a salary. <laughs> uh, but friends are extremely supportive and very helpful and uh, admiring a little bit as well. When I see the future, I see Fox in the Glove as a biggish, well-doing, thriving label. I'm, I know lots of women who don't, who don't like shopping and don't want to go to shops. So I do believe 
that the, those events, the fitting events, is the way forward. Going back to, to having your dresses made by your personal seamstress. Your dresses made especially for you. No more sizes. <laughs>